Hello and welcome to The Court Jester, the podcast that brings you one saucy medieval tale after another. I am Cleopathenu, medievalist and storyteller, and before I dive with you in the pits of the most obscene comedy of the Middle Ages, I am going to do something that you will probably thank me for. I am going to warn you. By now you should know that the Fabliaux, the stories that we're talking about, were written several hundred years ago, and their humour is generally misogynistic, gender binary, violent, ableist, and disturbing in all possible ways. Today's story involves heavy physical mutilation, so be warned, and if you're not feeling like it today, come back when you're feeling more brave. I'll start by telling you of Roger the Carveman, a man whose skill was unsurpassed, a carver skilled like no other, who was making a living by carving sculptures in the finest possible way. He had a lot of very prominent clients, churches, city halls, many rich people who wanted a wooden carving. He also had a problem in his home. You see, his wife had taken up a lover, not just any lover, but the parish priest. As you probably understand, Roger was not particularly happy about this turn of events and at some point he decided that it's now time for him to set up a deception. And like husbands have been doing since the beginning of marriage, he told his wife a lie. He said that he was going to town to sell his latest sculpture to the highest bidder and he will be back with the money whenever he was done. His wife was all too eager to see him go, and he was not particularly pleased for that either. However, off he went, loading a crucifix in the back of his cart and going towards the city centre. But he stopped way before that, hid his cart behind a pub, and went into the pub to wait for the appropriate time. Which wasn't long. From where he was sitting, Roger could see the priest making his way hastily into Roger's house, seething with rage. He left some time between him and the priest and followed. First he went to the back of the house and spied at them through a crack in the walls. And what did you expect he saw? The priest and his wife dining on his own dinner table, on his own expense, since they were eating his own food. So he turned around and went to the front door and locked heavily and started shouting at his wife to open the door because her husband's back. Once more, as it has been happening since the beginning of time, the wife's words were quite predictable. Oh, my husband's back! Predictable was also the answer of the priest. What am I going to do now? I'll tell you what to do, said the wife. Run back to his workshop, get naked and pretend to be a statue. He can't know that you're here. I'll give him wine and food. I'll placate him. You can go away through the back door. Just go there and pretend to be a wooden statue. Wasn't a very smart idea, but they didn't really have an option. So the priest ran to the back of the house, into the workshop, got naked and saw another crucifix. And he thought, yeah, okay, and climbed on the crucifix. Meanwhile, the wife opened the door. Why are you shouting like this? Well, I'm back early, said the husband. What's been happening here? Nothing of consequence, said she. I just set the table down for dinner. Boy, you were fast. I was only just at the door, said the husband, but sat down anyway, had food, had wine. And when he was done, he took out his big knife and started sharpening it with a wheat stone. His wife started swallowing heavily. Now, wife, he said, get a candle and come with me in the workshop. I think I've made a hideous mistake earlier today and I need to fix it before the sun goes up and anyone else sees it. Naturally, 
She could not dare any protest, so she got a candle in her hand and followed him into the workshop. If you've met any artists, you'll know that it may look like chaos to you, but they know exactly where everything is in their workshops, and our carver was no different. So it wasn't two seconds before he knew that the person on the cross, that's not wearing anything around his loins, is not Jesus. He turned to his wife and said, did I make this drunk? When did anyone ever see a Jesus on the cross without a loincloth? Give me the light. And with a swift motion, he grabbed the priest's crown jewels with one hand and cut them off with the other. The priest, frozen in fear, with his eyes closed, didn't know what's coming to him, but he felt it. You can bet he felt it. As soon as the knife touched his testicles, he jumped off the cross and ran away, screaming, probably. And as he was running naked and bleeding through the town, the carver went behind him, shouting, Citizens! Friends! My Jesus is escaping! Get him! Now to the priest's bad luck, he ran towards two men that were offloading barrels and one of them was holding a crowbar and hearing the carver saying, stop him, he swung his crowbar and hit the priest in the neck. The priest went flying to the floor and the two of them started beating the life out of him with as much might as they could muster. The carver dragged what remained of him back to his home and made him pay for damages to, well, his property, his honour his good mood, by 15 pounds in gold. And that was not in credit. He made him pay it there and then. Now to the moral of the story. What did we learn today? The author of this story, or whoever first said it to the person who wrote it down, says this. No matter who is implicated, in case a clergyman mess with the wife of any man or hang around her, I allege he'll leave his balls there as a pledge. Just as a priest. You have been warned. This was the story of the crucified priest. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to The Court Jester on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also go to everyone you know and tell them about it. I have put several links in the show notes, as usual. One of them will take you to the translation that I am using for this story and for the ones who follow and the others will take you to the podcast's social media. Come and find me and we'll talk about it. And last thing before I go, The Court Jester is the work of a medievalist, myself, and if you're feeling generous, you can support the podcast on Patreon. You'll get bonus episodes, additional material, and other good things. I've put links in the show notes for that too. Your patronage will give me a sense of achievement and the ability to bring you more comic stories from the Middle Ages. Thank you for listening. Until next time.